Welcome to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the mic for thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. In this episode, Kirk Killian, President, Partners National Mission Critical Facilities, discusses Where's My Data Center? IT Delivery Issues for the Corporate Real Estate Pro. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you all for attending today, the Cornet Technology Playground. Uh, my name is Bobby Rorlack with Savills, and I have the pleasure today of introducing Kirk Killian uh, with Partners National Mission Crit- Critical Facilities. Excuse me. Uh, Kirk is going to be giving you guys an overview of their operation and understanding more about IT and call centers, data centers. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Thanks, Bobby. Can everybody hear okay back there? Great. Sounds good. So, yeah, my name's Kirk Killian. I'm with uh, Partners National Mission Critical Facilities. We're a boutique specialty advisory and brokerage firm, and we represent uh, represent corporate users in selecting and procuring data center space, uh, about 98% domestic, but we do uh, some of the major money center cities uh, internationally as well. Today, because we only have 20 minutes, we're just going to hit right to the high points. We're going to discuss the modern data center delivery models, uh, most popular with corporate enterprise users, discuss some opportunities for experienced corporate real estate professionals to take advantage of in the data center space, a few threats to CRE professionals out there that, uh, that competent, uh, aggressive uh, professionals need to know about so they don't get caught in some things, and then lastly, discuss uh, getting credit uh, and avoiding blame as a corporate real estate professional. Really, most of what we're talking about today is really geared toward the CRE professional, although I know we also have a fair number of economic development folks here as well. In, in modern data center delivery models, there, there really are three of the most common delivery paths these days, uh, those being self-operated, the way we've uh, large enterprises have done this for, for 40 years, uh, either freestanding buildings or within their corporate office uh, or other campuses. Also, co-location data centers, a very rapidly growing sector of the market, and public cloud data centers. Uh, a lot of folks have heard a lot about public cloud. Um, we'll start with that one because that's the, actually the sector that traditionally has involved corporate real estate professionals the least. But you may have heard of uh, Amazon uh, AWS, uh, Google Cloud, or uh, Microsoft Azure. Those are the three largest, but there are another six or eight smaller providers out there as well. Um, in the cloud model, public cloud model, the corporate customer contracts for delivery of a certain quantity of IT hardware and the space and power that, uh, that run with that, and they save, op- save uh, CapEx uh, by procuring public cloud, but they obviously incur quite a bit of OpEx to, to lease that capacity. Um, that can uh, the public cloud model has a few surprise gotchas out there that corporate real estate uh, pros need to know about. There can be exit fees, there can be bursting fees, a lot of kind of uh, fees that aren't always uh, well uh, written at the get go, and and really those are what you need to know most about that. Cloud also offers a few challenges in audit and compliance, um, but this model typically very very uh, typically involves very little involvement from the CRE professional. Uh, Self-operated data centers you're certainly very familiar with. Many corporations have built and self-operated their facilities for 40, 50 years now. The interesting thing right now, except for really, really large organizations or highly regulated industries like financial services or pharma, we're not seeing that many self-operated data centers being self-built from the ground up, although we are still seeing quite a few expansions and renovations of existing corporate data centers. 
New projects can improve the green story and the efficiency of data centers. And uh, self-operated facilities can provide significant economic incentives. The incentives vary by jurisdiction, by project scale, by project type. But the self-operated model does still work quite well for for those. Um, I'll say also, if you are uh, seeking uh, or considering doing self-operated, we'd be glad to send you what we call our our corporate self-operated checklist for site selection. If you'll drop a card later and just uh, drop down self-operated on the back, we'd be glad to send that to you. We really don't have time today to go through all of that uh, for this model. Co-location is a very rapidly growing phase. It's been in existence since about 2000, but really kicked into high gear about five years ago as the co-location providers have built bigger facilities, uh, more reliable facilities, and more economical facilities. Uh, In the colo model, it's kind of a hybrid between cloud and self-operated. And in the colo model, the corporate customer leases a specific set of space with critical power and cooling and services that run with that, but the corporate customer still installs their own hardware and therefore controls their audit and compliant processes uh, a little better. Uh, Contracts typically run three to 10 years. Colo rents are typically, but not always, lower than self-operated costs. And the colos uh, facilitate um, some DC operating staff reductions depending upon uh, what that that enterprise's uh, overall goals are. A little bit more detail on colo. Colo rates are dropping significantly in most areas. We're seeing these new uh, colo facilities being built to bigger scale, built more economically and operated more economically. And for example, if you had a megawatt or two megawatts of load, you can probably get a more economical deal going into a 10 or 20 or 40 meg colo facility than you can to operate it yourself. However, you are giving up some of the control elements by going colo. Uh, One thing also, we're seeing renewals in colos now coming around for the first colo contracts that were done five years ago. And that is a phenomenal opportunity for the corporate real estate pro to significantly reduce your costs at colo renewal. And that's an area that's being overlooked, I think, by a lot of folks out there. Uh, So let's jump into some opportunities for the corporate real estate professional and data centers. One, uh, negotiate better colo contract terms, get economic incentives, sale leasebacks. We're seeing quite a few of those now where the corporate user is selling, um, selling their facility and leasing back just a portion of it and then reducing costs in, in renewals. So on colo terms, um, Corporate real estate pros are typically very experienced at negotiating strategically to reduce occupancy costs. That's what we do. IT guys, not so much. So often you can bring some skill sets to the party that your IT guys may not be as comfortable uh, in. Uh, We recommend that you aggressively push pricing, especially if you're contracting for colo space in one of the markets that is significantly, uh, you might say, overbuilt with lots of capacity. Phoenix, Dallas, Northern Virginia, Chicago, and Atlanta have lots of capacity, and you can negotiate uh, to significantly reduce your occupancy costs there. Also, we recommend that corporate real estate pros get contract flexibility. It's not at all uh, press hard. Uh, You're signing three copies. These contracts are very negotiable uh, if you know what to ask for in terms of expansion capacities, uh, contraction capacities, additional service, densification, a whole lot of additional things that you can negotiate uh, intelligently into the contract. And I suspect you may be more skilled at this than your IT guys on the procurement side. Uh, Secondly, get economic incentives. Uh, Depending upon what jurisdiction you're in, there can be state and local, there can be ad valorem or sales tax, 
and there can be either statutory or fully negotiated incentives out there. And in some cases, these incentives can be 40 or 50 percent of the occupancy cost. So incentives can be huge on data center deals, and not all users uh, uh, aggressively negotiate to get them. Uh, you certainly, if you pick your location wisely, I see Brad here from Phoenix. Phoenix has a great set of uh, uh, great set of packages uh, on incentives, and, and you can you can get a great deal on that. Uh, sale leasebacks. We're seeing lots of companies that are deciding they no longer want to self-operate their 10 or their 15 or their 20-year-old facility. And in a lot of cases, they may not need the entire facility. So they are selling them to a co-location operator and leasing back just a portion of them. Uh, That is certainly a way that you can um, uh, take that asset off of your books and reduce your occupancy costs by doing a skilled uh, sale leaseback. Uh, One thing I might add, you really need to perform some significant due diligence on the third parties. Some of these colo providers are heavily leveraged. They're in growth mode. They, some of them are not profitable. So you want to be careful who you're hopping into bed to uh, for a 10-year term to operate your data center if you're doing a sale leaseback. Next, I briefly touched on this earlier, but definitely there are fantastic opportunities to reduce your occupancy costs in colo renewals. It's interesting right now in the colo space, we have declining cost structure. At the same time, the colo operators know that users hate moving these things. So they're trying to increase rents in a declining cost atmosphere. Well, no, we say, no, we're going we're gonna to renew, but we're going to be much more uh, skillful and researched and, uh, and diligent in getting uh, those colo renewal rates uh, lower. If you, um, if you have any questions also about that and want to uh, drop a business card and write colo, um, uh, colo checklist on the back of it, I'd be glad to send you our colo checklist of tips uh, on this process. Um, next, let's talk about some of the threats out there to corporate real estate directors. Um, Site selection for new ground-up data centers and co-location facilities is very, very specialized. Um, Between the hazard and risk, the engineering for electrical, the engineering for mechanical, the incentives, um, uh, the different utility power delivery issues, it's a very specialized niche of the real estate world. And uh, certainly there are some opportunities to to do it poorly if you're not doing your homework uh, correctly. There are also many, many engineers specialist lawyers, advisory shops like ours, um, incentive specialists out there that you can hire for uh, a much lower cost than your potential savings. So for the real estate pro, we we recommend hiring specialists uh, across all stripes. Secondly, colo contracts are, are similar to leases. You may get drafted since they think of you as the corporate real estate pro and therefore the lease expert get drafted to review colo contracts. Uh, yes, colo contracts do provide the delivery of a set amount of space and power, but it also covers quite a few additional services well beyond the traditional real estate lease. So it is a special uh, type of contract, and uh, you're advised to to really do your homework well on reviewing those colo contracts. There are some attorneys out there that can help with that, specialty advisory firms like ours that can help on that, but certainly uh, get some help uh, before you're signing off and telling your IT guys, yeah, it's just like an office lease. Uh, Sure, no problem, sign here. Um, Also, the co-location industry is young, and there are uh, certainly the needs out there to do better due diligence on selecting a colo provider. We typically find that the corporate real estate professionals are better at doing underwriting of landlords 
than your IT guys are at providing due diligence on their vendors. So that's an opportunity for you guys as corporate real estate pros to really step up and help the IT department in doing good due diligence. A lot of these colo companies are venture capital companies. They're losing cash. They're not profitable yet. And while it is a hot sector and they're attracting quite a bit of new equity, and luckily we've had very, very few of them go out of business, it still warrants uh, some additional due diligence. And then, uh, 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 so the, we touched on the complexity. Uh, we also see that the costs involved on data centers for site selection are typically a very small piece of the new data center project cost. Uh, so you can often uh, spend a little bit more to get the right side if you're doing new ground up. Um, you also um, it can, can save many, many times uh, the cost to procure incentives and the value of the incentives that you're getting. There are off, often on incentives, um, in fact, I've got a different screen on that. Sorry, I'm, I've got my out of order on that. On the, uh, on the incentives piece, there are some specialized uh, advisory firms out there, but their fees are typically quite a bit lower than the amount of the incentive that you can get. We're wrapping up one client project right now where the incentive valuation is going to be about 45% of the rent that we're going to pay over a 10-year contract term. So it's not just a rounding error. Um, it, it can be very material, uh, and those incentives can take the form of both sales tax incentives and ad valorem taxes and occasionally even cash grants. Uh, for one telecom company, we once got a $2 million cash grant, but we did have to agree to create two jobs. So I think the client was pretty willing to, to create both of those jobs uh, and, and get, the, get the two mil. Uh, colo contracts we've touched on already, colo providers we've touched on. Lastly, let's discuss getting credit and avoiding blame. Uh, obviously, we all want to do a good job for our corporate employer, but we also, at the same time, want to get credit along the way. Uh, a few ways that corporate real estate providers uh, can do that in the data center space. One, quantify the savings from your colo contract negotiations. It's not uncommon that we end up paying somewhere in the 70 to 80% in colo costs of what the colo cop provider initially proposed. So there is ample room to negotiate those fees lower. And you as the corporate real estate professional want to make sure you get credit to, to the folks higher up the chain for your success in negotiating intelligently. Also, quantify economic incentives. Uh, while some incentives are statutory, you also still need to make sure that you're following all of the rules to get them. And in a lot of locations, the incentive package can be uh, negotiated. And you certainly, if it's a multi-million dollar incentive package, you want to make sure you're getting full credit uh, for that. Uh, and then lastly, document and uh, share with your entire project team the various risks involved. Data centers, by their nature, are reliability-focused, and um, you certainly don't want to be the guy who has your name associated with a, a project done poorly where you either pick the wrong facility or pick the facility that's going to be more expensive or does not offer the flexibility that your company needs uh, over time. Uh, that's just kind of common sense to make sure you're documenting that correctly, but still it's important um, it, to share with your team all of the risks involved so that uh, they know uh, what due diligence steps they need to uh, encounter uh, before signing on the dotted line. Thank you for tuning into What's Next. Have an idea or point of view? Want to record a podcast of your own? Visit cornetglobal.org slash podcast.